Hello, hello. Big beautiful beefcake butts. Big beautiful beefcake butts. Is hello, that... you're talking with Lord Lobo and the Menji Ginger. <laughs> oh my god. I have not given anything a name and all of a sudden now I guess we're Lord Lobo and Menji Ginger. I mean not to be confused with the the, the drag queen ginger minge. Which you probably did not know. No, you're, no, I, I don't know any drag queens' names. I just find them entertaining. <laughs> drag queens no. or names? Drag queens. Okay. No, no. This Lower Lobo, wolf pack of one. To steal from Galifianakis. <laughs> so if nobody noticed, we have a special guest. Not so special, just special ed. Special to me. Yeah, special ed. <laughs> So we're just going to do a uh, fun episode, because, you know, I, I know I had mentioned before about the, the funny shenanigans that sometimes he can get me giggling, and, you know, he is at the more beginning part of the geriatric millennial timeline, as, as I'm closer to the end of the geriatric millennial. Well, I'm glad you consider it funny. Most doctors consider it concerning. <laughs> well, you are concerning. Um, so I have found a couple of things that I figured we could do a go through and I'll read it and kind of get your psychotic take. Ah, so it's angry, angry howler rants. Yes. All right. <laughs> so this first thing is about um, relationship goals. Don't kill the other one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Keeping things alive. So, essentially, this started out as a tweet. I have not been able to find the original tweet or anything like that. It's just, I can see that it was on Twitter. Alright. And it says, literally, literally. So, a little bird told you. Yes, a little bird told me. Uh-huh. It says, literally, nothing on earth is better than repeatedly doing something, a doing a bit your partner doesn't like. So, you. the definition of insanity... To repeat Doing... oneself, but expect a different uh, outcome. Yes. Um, so this first person put, Whenever my wife mentions being gay, I scream, You're gay? at her, as if I've learned it for the first time. Okay. Uh, next one is, Whenever my wife comes into the room, when I'm working, I respond with, How did you get past security? Okay. Nope, wrong one. Oh, no. Sorry. I accidentally scrolled and then lost my... Here Fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. <laughs> it dawned on me what you said after you said it. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, creator of Twitter and all things social media, apparently. <laughs> and a registered alien. <laughs> okay, so our next one is, Six years ago, when me and my partner got together, I asked if she ever worried she was in a coma, and this was just her coma dream. Ever since, on a regular basis, I will whisper, Wake up, Natalie. Please, we love you. And then pretend I didn't say anything for six years. That's committing to a bit. <laughs> for six years, Dad, that's... Uh. I, I prefer to look at her and scream, Who the hell are you and how did you get into my house? While waving an AR at her. <laughs> Our next one is, um, When I'm playing video games, I tell my wife I'm dedicating my victory to her and she hates it. Well, I'm sure it's because he's on his 500th life. <laughs> so he constantly is dying? Yeah, kind of degrades the victory. 
<laughs> Our next one is there's a sign out bleh. There's a sign out front of a church facility down the street that has the word rector on it. Every time we walk by it, I yell, Rector, damn near killed her. Damn near killed her. Hardly and, knew her. And start laughing uh, hysterically. Uh, somebody commented that said, I had a similar similar one based on a sign in a bike shop window. It said rubber inner tubes. And I'd say, don't mind if I do every time we passed. That's that's called fallopian molestation. <laughs> no. Fallopian free climb? Well, I, maybe for the swimmers. 100 meter dash. <laughs> but that's only if you're with a hefty girl. And now I just have that, that stupid hefty bag thing in my head. That's what I think. That commercial. I love that commercial. Being that we are children of the 80s and 90s, I remember the hefty bag commercials, and I swear to God, every time they go into the old theme song, I picture that weird phenomenon that you see when you go to a state fair or a Walmart, and you will find what is presumably a three to 350-pound woman Mm-hmm. with a scrawny 80-pound beta male. And the minute I see them, all I can think is hefty, 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 wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. And I have to turn and walk away because the urge to say these things directly to their face really shows me as an asshole. So the monkey's behind your eyes are... It's the little little forest gnome that lives behind my eyes and screams directly at the back of my eyeballs. <laughs> Are you trying to say that they took the uh, the idea for um, that Pixar movie from you? Oh, Inside Out? Yeah. No, it's just the one red guy. Just <laughs> All the controls are fucking broken. He's just holding a hammer in his hand and huffing. And it's just, to quote Clue, it's just fire, just flames. <laughs> On the side of my face. <clears throat> rolling across my marble smooth brain. I have no comment. Um, oh, you've heard you've heard the term that the smooth brain is the new I'm super intelligent insult because the rougher and more uh, curved your brain is, the more surface area, more contact. So if you have a smooth brain, you have less neurons, and therefore you're dumber and. Leave it, leave it to a bunch of fucking nerds to ruin insults. True. I mean, we, we partially are nerds. No, 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 no. We're geeks. Okay. We like I... geek culture, but we still have social skills. The, the definitions of these things have not changed. It's just the perception of them. Nerds was supposed to be a derogative. Okay. Because they were socially inept, they couldn't function in groups of people. I had a very good friend, love him to death, a guy named Avery, and he is the definition of a nerd. He was socially inept, Uh, he just didn't, you could be mad at him and he wouldn't know because he couldn't read the body language, but this guy... Like Sheldon? Yeah, yeah, but I mean I knew him before Big Bang and I never really equated him he wasn't. He was a smart guy. He wasn't like but a it genius, wasn't an but innate, he was still... It wasn't an innate snart, smartness. It was more because of how he chose to interface with the world. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't read comic books. 
he didn't really like watching movies too much, but I kid you not, I have walked in to see him studying a C++ computer manual and reading it like you were reading Sports Illustrated. He was into it. It was his passion. It was good to see him passionate about something. But needless to say, this guy said the weirdest shit because he didn't need a filter. Mm. You know, uh, we all came to understand he wasn't ever being insulting or crass or anything like that. But this is the guy that needed no weed to come up with ideas like, what if our, your consciousness existed in the cosmos, but you're just Wi-Fiing into your body? What if every single human body is just like a flesh android and your consciousness isn't contained inside it's not a vessel it's just something that your consciousness is able to like remote into and as mind fuckery as it is that was his explanation for dreams and where you go when you're sleeping and hmm. he couldn't fathom that a brain just kind of turns off mm. he's like no 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 Elect energy is always moving it's always going so it has to go somewhere so that is when you have to finally go to bed it's because some little imagine a monitor has a little battery symbol and it's flashing red with its last bar and you pilot it into the docking bay your bed mm -hmm. and then you just pew, the old CRT TV pew, and right. Then, you, because your energy, you go fly around and do crazy shit. And there's, you know, Stephen King, there's giant cosmic space spiders. What we consider to be fucked up dreams is just the consciousness completely fucking unfettered. And even for me, which you listeners will eventually learn just how of an individual I am inside my head even for me these were concepts that just scared the fuck out of me because I'm like how does someone come up with that without being on fucking shrooms or DMT or just dead sober dead sober and uh yeah he was an interesting cat man uh, mm. I miss Avery mm. uh, he's not he's not dead or anything just you know you Lost grow, you grow, you grow up, up, you fall yeah. out, and it's not like uh, his 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 strings of contact and string theory from one person to another were ever that strong of a bond. Yeah. So, yeah, he he's he's out there, uh, fucking duping through life. I don't know, building the next I fucking Iron Man armor that he was never gonna tell anybody about, right. or ever fly around in it. He just wants to know if he can build it. Weird dude weird fucking dude alright so our next one um, is for three months of at home office during lockdown every day I'd wake up at 8.15.7 exclaim darling I'm going to be late for work and subsequently shout don't worry I made it from the kitchen at 9 o'clock that one I feel like hits us because I do work from home and you were constantly like what time do you get off and when I tell you you look at me and you're like woke up late didn't you I, I don't understand that world. Um, 
so many so many family members and people that are close to me now or there's so many introverts in my family that they're they're in hog heaven they're in Being hog heaven home. I, I mean just the whole i get i you know i wish i could go sling a, a hammer in my pajama bottoms like i get that i don't want to put crusty sweat impacted blue jeans on that are covered in drywall dust and concrete and you know, just I do do the laundry. Don't don't let them think that you're that I don't. No, anybody anybody who listens to you and has ever worked a manual labor job knows it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're it, it, even if you're stu- even if your shit's clean, it takes about five minutes, and you're like, oh, I've cut my first piece of wood, and I'm now covered in the entire pollen of the fucking Oregon red forest. <laughs> you know, I don't that know how would this kill happened. Me. I would die. I don't know how this happened, but here we go. And then you just, you know, you just bust your ass through the rest of the day. But that's, you know, people like me, that's what we like. I love it. It kills my body. I want to fucking die. But at the end of the day, if I had to stare at a computer screen, I would never have a sense of accomplishment again in my life. Where, I mean, and that's I, not no no. That's not a. She she's giving me the kind of I don't know what to say. Look, and it's not an admonishment on her or to any of you out there. I mean, I don't get it. If we get into like a socio-political rant here, I don't get how, as a society, we've come to value those jobs above the makers, the builders, the creators, the craftsmen. That's wrong, but. I don't begrudge people for wanting to work those jobs or winding up in those jobs. And I don't begrudge people for being introverts. But I don't think they should be directing our social, political policies anymore. Like, this is how, this is how Rome fell. We gave the country to the actors and the politicians Literally, um, that's not even me being facetious. Nero, look it up in your history books, was a fucking actor before he became a senator and then became uh, a fucking uh, a Caesar of fucking Rome. And during his rule, the city literally fucking burned to the ground. You know? I hope people don't use that that quick A B C that you just gave on Nero to uh, relate to other political people of today why i absolutely do hope they do there's a famous saying those who forget their history are doomed to repeat it so are you going to say that people are going to say that they think that trump has burnt the world down uh i'm sure some people will but at the end of the day who if you were forced gun to your head to pick who is more of a actor is it our current president which just so we don't get our streams taken down or any uh, tinfoil hat conspiracy bullshit going on is that our current president who's had 50 years in politics and never completed a single promise so someone who has professionally lied for a living for mm-hmm. 50 years or the giant orange asshole who completed uh, easily 80% of his promises. I mean, everybody's Who, still going to point out actor? the big, giant, glaring one that he wasn't able to complete. Uh, well, the wall. 
he did everything he promised to do. Now, was he bombastic? Did he overspeak and overreach? Yes, but at Freedom of Information Act, look it up, he gained, I want to say a couple of, like 1,400 more feet of wall, and he accomplished that while being under indictment and impeachment for half of his presidency. Yeah. And the other half trying to rebuild a failing economy, which I don't care what people want to say, truth be told, uh, two presidents before him got eight years each, one from each side of the aisle, and they nosedived our fucking economy. Very true. The bad orange man got two years because he spent the other two on the defense. And our economy rocketed back. And it took a fucking global pandemic to shit on it. That, yeah. I mean, I did talk about before that I wasn't going to get into a lot of political stuff. But, uh, you know, Lobo is a very political ish person you you're you're more political than I'm i am i'm very political but i have no intention of bringing politics to your to no, your I stream know. but it was just because we you were talking I about don't... nero and i was starting to see the connections that other people could absolutely. make to nero absolutely and you can definitely make these assumptions about our former president you can make them about our current president and if you really want to hit the fucking nail on the head with that analogy let's roll back to fucking reagan who literally was an actor and then got Very hired true. to be the fucking president. Very true. Reagan was an actor. And, and I sit on one particular side of the political fence. Mm-hmm. I'm. This has nothing to do with outing myself, but I have no reason to aggravate half of your audience or future audience. So it doesn't matter where well, I, mean, I sit. You did. But I will say this. No matter which side of the aisle you sit on, Reagan said a couple of good things. Reagan tried a couple of good things. And then Reagan was a complete fucking idiot who clearly was showing early signs of a a mental deficiency, uh, which probably led to Alzheimer's, which I believe is something he did have at the end of his life. If I remember correctly, I do... I I would have to look it up to know 100%, but I do remember something being said about those lines. He He had issues, and he was showing a mental deficiency, which, as on a human being level... I got no problem with you having a mental deficiency, but I certainly don't want you flying my plane, controlling my country, or working in my military. These are just a, a handful of examples of shit that should not be. So, yes, I, I, as a child of the 80s, Reaganomics fucked us all. And it was an actor's idea. Yeah. And now to get away from the politics, but we can stay in the in the social arena. Mm-hmm. Who are we listening to? Who's the younger generation listening to? Who's my generation listening to? Yeah, Alyssa fucking Milano, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans. Uh, you know, walking pretty good guy seems to have kept his fucking mouth shut. Why the fuck are we listening to anybody whose profession it is? To become exceptionally good at lying. That's true. Very, very true. That's all acting is. You can't you can't act if you can't lie. Yeah. 
I mean, shit. Uh, you know, and you take Anthony Hopkins, a wonderful human being and an incredible actor. He's one of the most method actors in the whole fucking world. I was about world. to say method actors. I mean, they become the character, so... Okay, so what is the key to lying? Becoming the character? Believing it. Ah, uh, okay. You know you're good at lying when you make yourself believe the lie. That's By true. very definition, that would be method acting. Yeah, if you believe... Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, granted, these are just liars that learned how to turn it off at the end of the day. But, hell, the vast majority of our beloved Marine Corps that come home from war learn to turn off the urge to fucking kill. So, I'm not going to give actors that much credit for not getting stuck in their roles. They can't all be Jared Leto, who just stays a fucking lunatic. <laughs> so... I happen to like Jared Leto, but, I mean... I think he, I think he does some cool shit. I mean, he's no Joker, but I think he does amazing fucking movies. But when you're that, when you have that much of a screw loose, I don't think you're the guy on the street corner with the sign anybody should be listening to. I think it leads to way more harm. Now, granted, I'll gladly throw my uniform back on and fight for anybody to have the right to say anything. But I implore the people of this country. Please stop listening to these self-indulgent assholes. Their whole fucking world is just them. Yeah. You know, if I if I have if Wonder Woman tells me one more fucking time to donate my last fifty bucks to starving children, and then as soon as she gets done recording that message, she walks into her palatial mansion and wipes her ass with a gold brick. I swear to God, I'm going to scream at the fucking sky. <laughs> you want to help people. Isn't she the one that also got in trouble for crying about being stuck at home? Yes. When she's in a mansion and everybody else is in different circumstances? Yeah, well, she didn't get in trouble, but people called her out for just really not being able to read the fucking room. She was in that whole group of people that decided to really badly butcher John Lennon's fucking song, which you want to talk about somebody, hey, I don't agree with 90% of the shit John Lennon said, but I agree with the passion he had for it. I agreed that he believed in his message. Yeah. And he stood up for what he believed. None of these people do. The minute that their tribe comes out and changes the rules again and says... A, B, or C about the pandemic or medical procedures or vaccinations, whether it's COVID-related or your kids or uh, if they say do this type of speech or don't do this type of speech, just watch. Give it another year, and when another social topic comes up, they'll literally contradict themselves from just a year before, and Mm -hmm. they always have the same fucking excuse. Well, I grew in that amount of time. Yes. I I have noticed that with, like, because you know me. I watch some of the beauty community YouTubers and stuff. And they have essentially made it an art of the apology video. And so many people knock all of the apology video. Like, are they in a white room? Are they sitting on the floor? Are they near a kitchen? Are they in front of their couch? Like, they're not in their little studio that they record normally. Well, you have to realize... Like, it makes them more personable. You have to realize that the, the apology video for YouTubers has literally become step 
E or F or G in the this is how I do my job step-by-step formula. Mm -hmm. It's all about analytics. It's all about this or that. Nothing is heartfelt anymore. And you can genuinely tell when somebody, like I'm not a fan of his videos. I don't subscribe to him. I know who PewDiePie is. Right. I think everybody should know, pretty much knows who PewDiePie is. And I know what he said that got him in trouble. Yes. Okay, yeah. And it was it was stupid. That type of behavior is toxic and shouldn't be in... Nobody should be exposed to that when playing a game. Right. We all spent our $60 to have fun. And no matter what color you are, nobody should throw that out at you as an insult. I personally think that the word should just go away and die. Yeah. And I have no racial opinion on it. But if we can all almost unanimously agree that that word said in anger Mm -hmm. is an egregious sin, Mm -hmm. then that word shouldn't be able to be said in laughter either. That word should not be a greeting from one person to another. Right. And it's only one type of culture that's doing it. And it's not about a skin color culture. Mm -hmm. It's about a North American culture. Yeah. It's about a Western civilization culture. Because you will not see Japanese, Filipino, Chinese people ever calling each other the C word. The C racial slur. Yeah. Which is normally a defect to be found in armor. Yes. They don't walk up and go, hey, what's up, Mike? Yeah. Right. That's unacceptable. Right. Uh, I mean, we don't go around calling each other the the slur that's for, that was given to yeah, white I people. I, I, don't, I don't walk around calling anybody else a honky, a cracker. Right. I don't call him anybody a hillbilly unless he's actually a hillbilly because that is a culture. Or a redneck. Or a redneck. Mm-hmm. I, Some I of those people take t- that personal if you do not call them out for being that. Yes. I have met and several. And that's got nothing to do with, like, we're taking the word back or none of that. No. It was a culture of people. Now, the N-word that shall not be fucking Voldemort named mm-hmm. was, in its inception, used in this country as a fucking insult to what people considered to be a lower life form. Yes. The very fucking definition of a slur. Mm-hmm. Though it may not be what the Webster's Dictionary means, but if one looks up the definition, now you can understand why the fuck it was used as a slur. Because mm-hmm. it literally means a dirty, unwashed, and ignorant person. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So to just call an entire swath of the population that word and then to spew it hatefully of course let's get rid of the fucking word right this has nothing to do with arguments of giving it power taking it back no it's just another way to segregate people it needs to be one of those words because i i remember seeing something like you know why don't we talk like people did in like the 1700s or the 1800s you know like with like some of like the the phrases of you know like Oh God, I can't remember any of them. Like, oh, let's like, let's like not go gutter. back to that. Let's not go back to that because simply I can tell you that back then uh, that word would have been substituted for the word mongrel. Mm. That's exactly what the Native Americans would have been called. That's exactly what the black population would have been called. 
That's exactly what the Hispanic population was called. Especially low-born Spaniards mm -hmm. in their own country had their own people telling them that they were a mongrel. Anything can be said in hate. But unfortunately, a very long portion of time, that word was used to humiliate, degrade, and destroy another human being. So just fucking get rid of it. Now we just call it to animals. Don't don't take it back. Don't uh, change its power. Just just take it out of the zeitgeist. There's many words. We don't call somebody with a mental deficiency a fucking mongoloid anymore. No. Okay? We don't do that. That word doesn't get fucking used unless it's in some period piece. Yes. Because that was what that was used during that time. Yes. But... At the same time, we have to learn to not be so overly fucking sensitive because the word, and I'm going to say this because we have people like this in our family, the word retard, yeah. when said in a medical way, is a medical term. Mm -hmm. It is a medical term for a slow development. Right. Now to call someone a fucking R word is hateful. Yes. But you could also call somebody a fucking black and that's really not any fucking better than slinging the n-word at him yeah or a fucking chinaman and i'm not saying you mistaked it and called a japanese person a chinaman which is even more fucking insulting <laughs> but an actual person from china right it's all about context it's all about intent right change your fucking intent if you intend to hurt somebody then you're fucking racist Yes. That's one of my favorite fucking jokes. One of my favorite fucking jokes ever is, what do you call a black man flying a plane? And before they even get a chance to fucking respond, you look them dead in the eye and say, a pilot, you fucking racist. Right. Because that's what he is. That's how all of these slurs and shit should be treated. Right. If you're that thing, then somebody calling you that isn't an insult. Yeah. Whatever the thing is, if you're a blacksmith and someone calls you Smith, if you're a fucking pilot and they call you a pilot because they don't know your fucking name. That people, was your profession. It's not just that. It's also what you are. And I'm sorry, but there's a lot of people out there, despite economic problems or past cultures or how they were raised, there are some people out there who are just fucking trash. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they should be called to their face. Because the only way we get rid of bad behavior in our society is to have it societally enforced. Sorry, you diddle fucking kids, we take you off the fucking game board as Agreed. a society. You rape women? Fuck you. You're a dead man or a dead woman. Because women can rape too. Sorry, any human being's capable of it. Very, Children very can true. rape each other. So it has nothing to do with age or gender if you're that thing. You're off the fucking game board. Period. That's how we make a peaceful fucking society. And I'm sorry, if you're going to throw gay people off the fucking roofs, you're my enemy. Mm. Period. I don't care what book told you to do it. I don't care what your history, your culture, your fucking geographical fucking location has to do with it. Well, because then you would be a murderer if you, just, if you threw somebody off the roof because of who they... No, murder's okay. Because if someone comes into my house and I shoot them in the fucking face, you can give it all the nice words you want. Very true. Like self-defense. But if we go back 
to a Judeo-Christian morality, which our entire Western fucking civilization is based on. Whether you like religion or not, everybody likes to say, well, human beings are just honestly decent. Let's go back to the fucking caveman days. Let's go back and talk to some of the Native Americans about what they did to each other. No, they're fucking not. You need a moral guideline. Where you get it from, I don't care. As long as we can all agree that is moral. Mm -hmm. And this geographic location decided to say we are going to base them off of one of the oldest moral guidelines we can. Goes all the way back past Jesus. Goes all the way back past the apostles. Past all the Roman Catholic shit. And it goes all the way into fucking Samaria. One of the oldest civilizations we found on the fucking planet. Mm. And we found Hammer Rabbi's Code. If yeah. you kill motherfuckers, we're gonna kill you. Eye for an eye, if right? If you steal motherfuckers, we're gonna cut your fucking hand off. Don't fucking steal. Don't fucking kill. Don't fucking lie. Don't fucking cheat on people. Don't fucking uh, cheat people. Right. Do to them exactly what you want everyone to do to you. It's the reason we call it the fucking golden rule. Mm. This has nothing to do with what book you choose to read. Most of these books all have common stories. Moses in a basket on a river. Gilgamesh. Jesus in the crucifixion. And I want to say it's a waddle in South America. They share these stories. Whether they're real stories. Whether they really happen. Uh, spirituality is a whole separate fucking episode that I could do. Mm -hmm. But for now, we're just looking at the societal part of it. Mm -hmm. There is a reason we share these stories across giant land masses that never could speak to each other before modern industrial ships and sailing techniques and fucking airplanes and internet and all this shit. Because we, through observation of our society, our own eyes, ears, mouths, and bodies, looking at the consequences of bad behavior versus the benefits of good behavior, mm -hmm. set a... Uh, set of guidelines and rules based on that quote-unquote morality. Mm -hmm. It's the same old adage. Why are you going to grab that girl's ass? What if you saw someone do that to your sister? Or yeah, your daughter. Fuck them up. Or your daughter. Or your mom. Or your fucking grandma. Yeah. And the people who don't feel that when they see the bad thing, they're the John Wayne Gacy's of the world. The fucking Ted Bundy's. The Dahmers, the Night Stalkers, the Richard Ramirez, same fucking guy. Don't know why I'm going over that, but the Hillside Stranglers. These people whose empathy and connection to the human zeitgeist, the energy that the fucking force, as Yoda would put it, that flows between all of us, they're cut off. They're mm -hmm. vacant, void. People say they have no soul. They're not able to connect. They don't see the... Well, I don't, I wouldn't want anybody to ever do that to my mom. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that thing. Well, I mean, if you ask a lot of people, most of these people do have mommy issues. Or, I mean... Um, but I know people, what you're saying. People like they, a, yeah. People go out and kick somebody's fucking dog because it barked at them. But they don't think, oh my god, what if someone came in and killed my pet? Yeah. You know, that's the, that is what's morality. 
Well, then, you know, in that case, you can just go John Wick on them. Well, all these, all these motherfuckers want to argue over the definition of morality and what the list of rules should be. It's simple. Do you want someone to do that shit to you? Right. No? Don't do it. That falls into the morality. Do you want the guy that just got hired at, the, at your job to lie, cheat, steal, and fuck you over for a promotion? No? Don't do it to the guy above you. Work fucking hard, and if you don't get noticed, hey, life's not fucking fair. End of story. Right. Get another job. Start your own fucking business. It's what fucking Ford did. It's what the Harley Davidson fucking brothers did. Isn't that what Disney did? He was tired of the the cartoon place that he was working with, like stealing. His... I believe so. I I I want to say I heard something about that. Well, I, mean, I, I I could be. I a think little you're wrong. going back to Oswald the Rabbit. Yes. And yeah, he did have. I and I. I God, fuck. I think it was Warner Brothers stole Oswald the Rabbit from him, and he said, "Fuck this shit." Might and He started his own know. business. Yeah. And people have got to learn, you know, you might work hard and you might not ever see the thing that you're trying to build get built. I mean, Disney Disney technically died before they became this monstrous fucking conglomerate, conglomerate. that owns fucking everything. But right. I think he would have been elated to see it. I don't agree with it, but I think he would have been like... Oh my God! We fucking I'm pretty did sure. It. I'm pretty sure the rumors are still true. He's frozen in in. I was to say kryptonite, but that's not. Yeah, but not. they can't wake him up because there's just too many Jewish people in our population, <laughs> and he, his fucking head will explode. I'm sorry. You look. You don't make song of the South or say some of the shit about Jewish people that you say unless ding ding ding. You're a fucking racist, and it doesn't matter. And it comes full circle. It does. Because we're going to go right back to it and we're going to say, you know what? Take the N-word off the table. Take all these other slurs off the table. And watch. Give it one generation and we're going to find some other shitty thing to call that group of people. Well, yeah. Because I mean, racism isn't in the fucking word. Right. Racism's in the mouth of the motherfucker who says it. Right. Well, I'll just say that, that for some reason that made me think of like um, the slang words. Like... How many times have oh. we been like, and it's is that not, not even a word it's anymore? It's not fucking racist to not like the actions of a group of people. Mm. Sorry. It's not racism to fucking hate Nazis. Yeah. Well, it's also not racist to hate it when fucking ghetto thugs are shooting each other in the fucking streets and destroying their communities. It's not racism. It's, yeah. it's decency-ism. Mm. That's not what you do. So I don't have to I, like it. I don't have to like music that talks about smacking every girl around like she's a piece of shit either. That's very true. I, and, and it has nothing to do with skin color because fuck Marshall Mathers. Fuck Eminem making a whole goddamn song about killing his mom and talking all that goddamn shit about the mother of his child. And maybe she's a bitch. I don't know. Right. But my God, dude, you really want to put shit on Front Street like that? Really shows you to be a fucking asshole. And then give me your brother's phone number, because that motherfucker's funny. Oh, you're talking about the Foamy the Squirrel guy? Yeah, Ian. Ian's yeah. fucking funny as shit. Or John, Jonathan Ian Mathers. Is it? Yeah, I, I think so. It's been a hot minute since I've watched Foamy, though I did notice he put up a new thing. Yeah. So, I'm going to I'm gonna get back into this so we can get back into the fun. Oh, I was, Not trying, that this was, I was fun. trying to divert I mean, the conversation so the interest, uh, listeners might actually be fucking interested. You're a dick. Example, the whole rant. <laughs> What rant? That was a conversation. That's true. You yeah, just didn't you... have anything interesting to say. I was agreeing. I was inputting things. <laughs> um, so, okay. Our next one is... Um, <coughs> my husband has taken 
to playing careless whispers every time I walk into a room using his phone, Google Home, TV, iPad, etc. And I'm debating divorce right now. Isn't that, uh, isn't it a shame that guilty feet have got no rhythm? <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's just because you were a fucking white guy and I don't care how great, how gay you are. Swaying your hips is not dancing. Wait, wait, wait. Was he playing the, the, oh, was it George Michaels? Yeah. Or is he playing the Seether one? Because it Does wasn't it, it Seether? Okay, yeah, true. Um, you're gonna you're gonna tell me the dude from Seether is like a, a fucking ballroom dancer now? Because I'd like to see that shit. This one is um, I do. Next. Yeah. This one was I do. That's what the name I use to dance under. But every time is a good phrase. Uh, a sign Coco that says Coco Valor. Coco Valor. I mine. think that's another drag queen name. That's, you were motherfucker just stole my shit. <laughs> I'm Coco Valor, bitch. Like. There's so much shit about me. You could just about fill the Grand Canyon with what you don't know about me. Like, did you, did you, did you, did you know growing up, I wanted to be a fucking dancer in Vegas? Oh my god! And this I is one of the big feathers and shit and the little glittery showgirl. Yeah. Hey, there's only one, there's only one type of male dancer in Vegas, and either he works for Britney Spears or takes his clothes off for fucking money, and I can't even get paid to keep them on. Well, this person gave an that example. That made no sense. <laughs> I was thinking of the joke of like, oh, bitch, we'll give you the money just to put that shit back on. <laughs> but it didn't work out with what I was saying because smooth brain. <laughs> uh, so they give it examples. Hot wax, beef tips, white gravy, heavy cream. Those are all strip clubs. <laughs> heavy cream is a strip club in Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. Um, beef tips is in Texas, by the way. Um if I put lipstick all over my face, like around my <laughs> lips, like a maniacal clown, my husband laughs so hard, he cries and has forbidden it from the house. That just instantly put in my head. No, when I do it, I always make sure that no more horses is playing. Oh, no, 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 no. Would Mm-mm. you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Not at this moment. Um. Whenever my mom calls my dad, he... Oh, well, isn't that because God's bleeding the evil from you right now? No, that has ended. <laughs> I'm done. I do love that post. Oh, do you so want to share it? it with your listeners? It was, um... I laughed maniacally today when I read a post that said, Women are so fucking full of evil. that God, er, Women's we, blood is so, so full evil. of evil, God has to drain it once a month. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's not going to be. It's going to be named now. I'm draining the evil. Brings a new meaning to Copper Road. Oh, ew. <laughs> That'll fuck up you country listeners out there. Um, Great song. Fucking ruined it for myself. <laughs> um. Whenever. It's, God damn it! It's Copperhead Road. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. I think you were thinking Country Road. No, I was thinking Copperhead Road. Oh, you just forgot the I head. Just for- yeah. <laughs> no, that was God when he made me. Well, uh, you, my brain just... It's a fucking dick joke. Like, I understood if that Kevin was... Smith can make a goddamn career off of it, so can I. That's true. Um, whenever my mom calls my dad, he always picks up with, I told you never call me at this number. After 35 years of marriage, she lovingly ignores him. I think ours is, yeah, screaming wolf pussy. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that, and you guys have hardly ever set me up for it, but any time I see everyone in the family gathered around in one spot, I just like to walk up and go, so, I suppose you're all wondering why I've gathered you here today. <laughs> and then just walk away without saying another word. <laughs> You've used it a couple times. Many, I've used it many times, but it's usually like one or two or three people. It's great when it's one person because it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> It takes me back. Ocean's one? No, it takes me back to the fact that Bruce Lee can't count. Okay, what? In the Chinese Connection, or Big Boss, mm -hmm. there is a scene that they had to reshoot. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you all some oh, yes. stupid I know what you're geek about trivia now, yeah. here. And the first time around, four guys are approaching Bruce Lee and his cousin, and they're about to try and kick his ass. Mm -hmm. When they refilmed it, it's because the director said that it didn't have enough tension in it. Right. So he added six more fucking guys, but they never redid the ADR for the scene. Right. So these ten guys walk up and surround Bruce Lee, and he clear as day goes, Ah, so just the four of you. <laughs> what? And then he instantly goes into beating the fuck out of them, so it just... It's like that one second porno frame in a Disney movie where you're just, your brain knows something's fucking wrong. You're talking about like it doesn't the, know what. The, if you turn up Aladdin loud enough, when he's shooing away Raja, you hear take off your clothes? No, no, no. The, the Fight Club meme. I spliced in a one frame of a porno oh, into a yeah. middle of a kid's movie. It's that, it's that, what? But now you're like, oh, explosions and kung fu kicks through the air and, oh, look, I see our hidden tiger, you know, moving on. Um, How is there not a porno movie named Crouching Dildo Hidden Tiger? There probably is. What or is it? Crouching rule Tiger Hidden 30, Dildo. It, rule 34 of the oh, internet? I'm, I'm sure there's a rule 34 of it. I mean an actual porn parody. Mm. How did that not happen? This one is uh, my, my favorite may be my ongoing gag that every time I'm responsible for something that I deadpan that I threw it away. Do you have my keys? No, I threw them out. Do you have my passport? <laughs> Left it in the garbage back there. No, no. For those of you who caught it, ongoing gag. That's my stripper name. <laughs> uh, my husband. I come out dressed as a clown, slowly take the nose off, because it's an ongoing gag. <laughs> I, just, I just pictured like the the like trying to do like the pasty swings, like. like... But it's just fucking clown noses. <laughs> yes. Uh... <laughs> My husband says... And, and, and you got a strap on, but it's the clown horn. Oh, yeah. So you just kind of... <laughs> if you could do that without smacking the horn with your hands, you deserve a tip. <laughs> you have the tip. Yeah, oh. it's tucked in your asshole. <laughs> um, my, my <coughs> husband says gas lamp instead of gaslight. Um, on purpose as a form of gas lamping me. He's not wrong. Uh, yeah. A gas light was a gas lamp. Very true. That's r slash um, technically correct. Oh, I mix up less and fewer to wind him up. Less cards on the road today. Fewer milk in the fridge. That would probably get to you. You'd be like, because I know, like, you know, I had like the directional dyslexia and you're just like, can you, can no, you? it's not directional dyslexia. It's just dyslexia. <laughs> uh, 
This is, okay, I'll give you that one. You're the you're the only person I know that looks at our alphabet, only sees the Greek letters, and then turns and says, it's all Greek to me. <laughs> um, my wife is an RN at an ICU in NYC. I started to drive her to work when the pandemic started. Uh, when she put on her mask to get out of the car, I would shout, masquerade! All in the way that they do in Phantom of the Opera. I did it for like a month. That is no way to retreat to treat a retired nun. <laughs> RN retired nun. <laughs> Thank you for keeping up. <laughs> I like to do this thing when my husband asks me to do something. I put my shirt over my head like a hen, uh, hen, hunchback and say, Yeast master, in Igor's vo voice. I know I've done that a couple times to you, but I've never put my shirt over my head to do it. And, and for you geriatric millennials, the move is to completely imitate Cornholio. Oh, yeah. I am Cornholio. Can you tip me from a bunk hole? I come from Lake Titicaca. In Nicaragua. <laughs> um, every single time my husband says the word moon, I reply, that's no moon, and he hates it. You've done that to me. Like, anytime I say something like, like, Look at the moon, and you're just like, that's now moon. M-O-O-N. This spells, spells run. M-O-O-N. That spells Aphrodite. Because she was the moon. No, she wasn't a moon goddess. No, it's, we just watch the stand. I Can know, you yes. Keep up, please? Um, uh, um. Riveting radio. I know. Here we go. Um, it's this kind of opinion that, uh, enables people like my partner to do things like constantly pretend that a faceless man from another dimension is standing in the corner of our room making custard and frankly I won't stand for it. There's She's comments. Not supposed to see him. There's comments. Says this is such an amazingly specific tit, uh, bit I can't help but applaud them for it. They re reply yeah his name is the bellhop and he has lore. My life is a nightmare send help. Oh. Never fuck with the bellhop. Because for $400, they will cut your fucking pinky ring off if your Zippo doesn't work. Is that the, was it 14? Four rooms. Four rooms, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yep, at its finest. See, fucking geek. Not a nerd, fucking geek. I uh, might be socially inept, but that's only because I've worked so fucking hard at it. Uh, every night when I need to get out of bed while both awake... I roll over my boyfriend instead of getting out on my side, and I also get in the same way. I've tried to do that a couple times, and you're just like, nope. I want to say something. It just came into my mind. Guys have universal greetings. Mm -hmm. And I think that if women had universal greetings, they could come to understand us just a little better. Guys will always walk up and say stupid shit like, how is it hanging? Short shriveled and to the left? No, it's just a universal greeting. Oh. How's it hanging? Yeah. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that it's a reference to how's your junk doing today. Mm. Guess it came from a time of syphilis or something. The etymology on that phrase would be quite interesting, I think. Mm. So women, women need camaraderie between each other. They need a phrase. And it should be, how's your how's tits? Your tits? Um, my husband keeps, uh, serious tip, serious, bleh. English, motherfucker. <laughs> Do you speak it? My husband keeps surreptitiously, yep, uh, connecting. Surreptitiously. Thank you. 
My, my mouth That's doesn't my work today. That's my favorite Canadian syrup. Uh, connecting my Bluetooth speaker and playing the Cheers theme every chance he gets. When I'm doing the dishes, when I'm in the so shower, when I'm lying in bed trying to watch a show. Someone needs to communicate to that person that he could make it more awful mm -hmm. if he uses the Friends theme. Yeah, the... That... That song. Um, when my wife says anything close to a truism, I say, it's like that old song, then make up a twangy country song about it. Uh, if I really want to bug her, I'll, I'll make up a whole backstory to the song. Somebody commented, I need, uh, for for, I need examples for science. So they re replied. The last hit was, you're going to need a bigger spatula than that by Plumber Eddie and his set of pipes. The founder of a short-lived genre of plumber folk music, 1947 to 51. You remember the chorus, oh, you're going to need a bigger spatula than that if you want to turn me over. And for all of your weirdo AMSR fucking followers. <laughs> oh, why did you have to do it like that? I can't help what my belt buckle sounds like. All right, lady? <laughs> I just pictured that in my head. I'm telling you, taking my pants off is like tapping a keg. <laughs> is it because your gut? It's a fat joke, yes. Thank you for playing along at the home game. <sighs> Um, so that was the end of that Twitter thread, but then I Coffee found... Coffee doesn't last as long as it should. Those fucking Colombians need to step it up. <laughs> um, this one is the 20 most fun and outrageous conversation starters for any couple. How's your tits? <laughs> <laughs> so, some of these were Did interesting. Did you hear what happened to the kids today? <laughs> Timmy's in the hospital. It's awesome if you've never had children <laughs> um, so i've got this thing on my left ball can you take a look at it um so i guess i figured we can go through some of these um hey honey is this your earring behind the dryer or that girl i fucked last week <laughs> that will get a conversation started okay okay this one i think is pretty good to to do you are a mad scientist that has the ability to combine animals Using your relationship as inspiration, splice together four different types of animals. What animal do you choose, and why do they resemble your relationship? I think I would prefer to be a furious scientist. Hashtag life goals. <laughs> you want to re-ask the question? Because I clearly wasn't fucking listening. Because I had that gem tucked away until <laughs> you stopped talking. Was that a little known fact? I'm giving you time to think of one. <laughs> okay. Little known fact, How's Your Tits was the name of an article from a 1972 National Geographic article. <laughs> um, you are a mad scientist that has the ability... It's not what you're thinking. It was actually about the dairy shortage in fucking Wisconsin. <laughs> Had nothing to do with African tribes. <laughs> okay. my, my geriatric millennial men out there will know exactly what the fuck I'm hmm. talking about. You are a mad scientist... That has the ability to combine animals. Dr. Moreau. Using your relationship as inspiration, splice together four different types of animals. What animals do you choose and why do they resemble your relationship? This is one of those absurd questions that they put onto fucking applications to have an excuse not to hire people. 
because all <laughs> clearly insane people would try to answer this. What four fucking animals would I splice together that would become a homunculi or a simulacrum of our relationship? Ten point words. No, that was just a speed bump over the smooth brain. <laughs> God, GQ's article question or questionnaires have gotten fucking weird. <laughs> Dude, and this is clearly thing? GQ, not Cosmo. <laughs> Cosmos were like, uh, ten ways to make your man's nutsack explode. <laughs> and it's like, show up, take your clothes off. Oh, shit, we need eight more. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ, four animals. Do you want something different? Maybe you can no, think of No, I'll answer the fucking question, but, like, if I... Look, if I try to just answer the question, how fucking boring is that going to be? It needs to be absurd. I'm gonna say octopus, which is clearly uh, some sort of Japanese sex fetish. Hentai? No. No, just sex no, fetish? No, hentai is like just their art. Ah. We look at it over here and we're like, what the fuck? It's just art to them. So we got an octopus. Yeah. But it's just, uh, we're splicing, so it's just a couple of the, t it's like two tentacles, mm -hmm. which stops it from being an octopus. It's just a, a, a dos eques puss. Dos eques. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say a dinosaur, because we've been together long enough, I feel like one of us is about to go extinct. <laughs> and that's probably me. You are the older. And, and it's not going to be a cool dinosaur that everybody loves, either. It's going to be like a, a dumb fuck-a-puss or some shit. <laughs> like the dome-headed motherfucker that keeps ramming shit all the time because he's an asshole. Okay. Not cool. Like, they don't have giant spikes or big fucking teeth or... Okay. Octopus. Fucking dome-headed dickhead. Uh... I say a fucking prairie dog because nobody has any fucking idea what they do. <laughs> Wasn't there like a whole like television show that it was about them? I, I kind of possibly even. All right, then not a not a fucking prairie dog. Uh, a fucking wombat because nobody knows what the fuck they are. Okay. Except for a stupid fucking millennial geriatric millennials who got stuck watching Rocco's fucking Modern Life. Oh uh, yeah. And we still don't know what the fuck a wombat is. I thought it was a wallaby, not a wombat. Alright, fine. Fucking wallaby. Fucking crater brain over here. Jesus. Well, no, because I always remember there was the, the episode where Heifer and Rocco were in a boat. And they were, they were stranded at sea. And, like, Heifer was getting hungry, so he started picturing uh, Rocco as, like, a piece of meat. And he muttered under his breath, and Rocco was like, what was that? And Heifer was like, oh, I said, well, I'll be. Okay. As opposed to, because he was like, um, wallaby. Okay, we're, this is a tangent even I can't follow. Uh, dear God, riveting, riveting fucking radio. Uh, right, fucking titmouse, how about that? I, okay, was that, that's, that's, that's number four. four, okay. So how do they come together? Orgy. <laughs> Can you think of any other way to get a crime against nature? <laughs> Next. Oh, we'll just we'll just wait while she texts, folks. No. Um. Oh, 
During a safari in the middle of the jungle, you are bitten by a poisonous millipede that gives you the ability to transform into any bug. What bug do you turn into? What is this fucking Cronenberg shit that you got going on here? Um, what fucking bug? <sighs> okay, I found some more easier ones. So that I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, just, just genuine honesty here. It doesn't matter because if I found out that's what happened to me, I would never change. Okay. Because I just have no interest in being a bug. I, I wish I could come up with some witty fucking jackass shit to say about it, but mm -hmm. bugs don't, like, they don't bother me, but I'm really, like, not interested in them. I don't see any metaphor for me in them. You know how, you know, like, gay people, gay men have the whole butterfly thing, and... Mm -hmm. Or gay men and girls have the butterfly uh, connection because they, you know, they often go uh, long periods of time before they finally change into what they're going to be. Usually it's a metaphor for women going through puberty. The and, meta and their, meta bo meta their body metaphors. literally changes. Yeah. And then for gay men, it's more of a metaphorical, like the coming out of the closet. I don't, Metamorphous, I don't that's see the word. that mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. with any kind of bug. Like, you know... In that, in that instance, it'd be something like a stick bug, just because I'd hope it would be fucking unassuming. Mm. Okay, so I have other things. Um, what is the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Pussy cannot be an answer. No, because, no, that's, <laughs> like a third of the fucking planet does that. <laughs> Ass? No, strangest thing I've ever eaten. Oh, yeah, I I know what it is. The those fucking um like fertilized duck eggs. Oh, ew. Yeah. I didn't know that's what I was fucking eating ew. at the time. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, no, that's strange and uh, no desire to repeat it. And it wasn't like it, it's when you when you process it, it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. But the 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 actual flavors and consistencies and all that it's you could you could equate it to many other things you could be eating. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a crunch in there, um, but it's more like uh, those those onion strings type mm -hmm. of crunch. So you're like, okay, that's not that weird. But when you put it all together and you look at it, and you're like, oh my god, what the fuck did I just eat? Yeah, uh, no, I, I couldn't even really remember what it tasted like. I just know the taste wasn't enough to make me go. Or, and like, want to throw up or something. It was the concept of what I was eating. That sounds like something straight off of, uh, Factor Fiction. Not Factor Fiction. Um, Fear Factor? Fear Factor. There we go. Bear yeah. Grills. Yeah. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no. So I'd say that's off the top of my head. That would be the weirdest thing I've eaten. Um, what famous artist, dead or alive, would you want to paint your portrait? Oh, I. This is a little vain, this question, but. In all honesty, one, I want to stick to the motherland. Mm-hmm. So Italian. I want to stick to someone whose art not only furthered art, but furthered science, medicine, the understanding of the human body. Like, if anybody was going to be true, mm -hmm. and it wasn't just some make me look good or, or do some kooky abstract thing, I mean, I'd, I'd go Da Vinci. Because at least, you know, whether people like it or think it's ugly or not, it's still going to be me. Like, yeah. He's, he's going to paint me, me. And it's not going to be any kind of impression. It's just going to be truth. Truth in art is wonderful. Mm. 
impressions and personal truths in art mm. is bullshit. See, I was going to say Van Gogh, but you already know. I, I, I mean, you know. I, I like Van Gogh. I like Van Gogh's art. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I don't as much because I like I like that search for perfection. Even mm-hmm. even when you're trying to perfect painting or drawing somebody's imperfections. Mm-hmm. The imperfections exist in the um the model mm-hmm. in the in the inspiration. Mm-hmm. The imperfections don't need to uh exist in the execution. Okay. And too many, especially today too many people ride that the beauty of art is in the imperfections no you can uh film chaos mm-hmm. like this like a michael bay fucking explosion scene which is full of imperfections it's full of destruction it's full of chaos and anarchy mm-hmm. but you can film it at the perfect angle with the perfect lighting and make it so much bigger scope and make it beautiful mm-hmm. the execution should be about perfection let if you want to paint something that's imperfect find an imperfect subject mm-hmm. and paint it beautifully paint it perfectly mm-hmm. and all of its fucking imperfections uh you know we br- i brought up cronenberg earlier mm-hmm. like that's that is acceptable with the body horror and stuff like that because it doesn't have to look good it is an imperfect chaotic thing but when rick baker and tom savini and these crazy ass special effects artists uh build that imperfection perfectly Mm -hmm. it makes for an amazing special effect when you don't execute it perfectly you wind up with like fucking troll 2 or something and it looks like a goddamn rubber mask yes and that art isn't made better by its imperfections Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's entertaining Anything could be entertaining to any degree of perfection, mm-hmm. but if you're wanting to represent something, then you need to execute it perf- perfectly. You certainly would want the guy building your fucking house to build that wall perfectly. That's true. And yeah. not go, wait, why is that wall off square by three fucking degrees? And he's like, I like asymmetry. And you're going, no, motherfucker, it's a wall. <laughs> build a goddamn um, wall. What board game do you hate the most? Uh, I mean, I know we play different types of games. I don't know if there's well, one Well, I mean, that's a, I just have to come up with an answer because it's really strong. I don't, like, fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. But what board, what board game out of the ones I've played would I be least likely to play again? Mm-hmm. It'd be like, fucking Risk or Stratego. Okay. Because it's like, hey, man, you got a week? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, fuck. It made me think of that one. They're not bad games to, by any means. To pull up Big Bang Theory, that one that Sheldon was trying to get everybody to play that was like spread out across the floor. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. Fuck that. <laughs> Here, okay, fine. The fucking board game that I hate the goddamn most is Jump to Conclusions. There you go. <laughs> um, Who was your first celebrity crush? I know I've mentioned mine oh. before. Um. Well, shit, I... I'm I'm gonna be taking a guess here simply because you're you're asking me to go in the way way back machine <laughs> and mine's been fucking broke down cobwebs in it for a long time. <laughs> um, it's gonna be somebody like like DJ from Full House or mm-hmm. Topanga or something like that. Okay. You know, uh, I'd say first age appropriate crush because I don't really think you know if you're. 
if you're 10 years old and you're looking at 30 something year old share I, I don't I don't to me that doesn't roll crush right. crush is more like that's the person I'd actually like to to have or to be with yeah so it's usually more in your age range so mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up the child actors of my generation right which would be like well, DJ I had mentioned that like Jonathan Taylor Thomas was mine he was like the first one I was just like that that he's cute um and then you know uh, it, the age gap starts to widen a little bit more as you reach the teenage years because yeah i mean you could have a crush on a fucking microwaved cantaloupe <laughs> you know you, you, but that's a crush you could succeed in life <laughs> um so then we move into stuff like sarah michelle geller and her prime uh, yeah you know um and, and which i did mention like uh, uh, for me up in that i mean granted yes i know he is older than i am but like going into that mine was like david boreanaz <laughs> um oh what is his last name the guy who played spike oh i don't know i, I, I refuse to put that in my geek base <laughs> and i'm sorry but all my geek base are belong to me <laughs> um see i already know that i think i know this one what's the worst thing you ever did as a child and what was your punishment murdered a guy no always got free no isn't that the um no well no i don't think you got punished for it the the destroying of the the dvd or the D game what are you talking about i'm still getting punished for it my brother's still selling the house out from underneath me that's true i don't Um, think i don't think he's ever fucking forgiven me and I'm not taking the blame for that crime because I had a Christian mother telling me that I was saving his fucking soul. Because uh, the devil was going to reach through the plastic and circuitry of that game and fucking swallow your soul. Was it during the Satanic Panic era? Yes. Mm. Uh, no, the sa- yes, it is just at the end cusp of that time, but you have met Mom and the Satanic Panic has never fucking ended. That's very true. That is very true. Um, I'm glad she can't operate the fucking internet, because it's the devil. (laughs) Well, you did teach her how to use YouTube. That's not the internet. YouTube is not the fucking internet. To a lot of people, it is. YouTube still, like, YouTube has limits. That's what every YouTuber's bitching about right now. Very true. The internet has no fucking limits. You can wrong click and find a guy fisting a cow. And then you have to watch it for a minute or two because you need to find out did I accidentally click on some veterinarian shit? <laughs> or is this some fucked porn? Um, I think And I then know. you realize it's your state of mind that determines that. <laughs> oh my god. And that's that's a that's a recent Rick and Morty uh, reference for you folks out there. Yes. Um, what's the worst job you've ever had? I have oh. only had a handful. I mean, I can list out on one hand worst how many jobs I've job. had. I will say for me, I mean, and you've been there while I worked at Burger King and I got shat, uh, just fisted on an almost daily basis. But I will say I did not you said like worst working. job, not worst. Best. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I um, no, I have an answer for this. And well, this I was going because... to say mine first was okay. working for Airbnb. It, really? Yeah, I... Wow. I mean, because anytime people are on the phone, it's the number one time that you have to deal with the most Karens. You did phone customer service. Yeah. Just leave it at that. Your listeners will know what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going for like... I mean, you've had more jobs than I I I have. have, I have two answers. Mm -hmm. I have the, well, uh, people can kind of commiserate. I did telemarketing. I sold fucking magazines. And it sucked. 
worst fucking job was pulling fucking dead bodies out of the water after Katrina. Oh yeah, I that remember was the you were telling me about that. Job. Yeah. That is the only job I ever quit in two weeks, and I'm still ashamed that I quit it to this day. Like somebody had to fucking do it, but I just once I got to a kid, I was done. Yeah, yeah. I, I know and the, I, and, the and kids. And for your listeners' is... sake, I will not go further into detail into it. Yeah. But it was horrible. Anybody who's old enough and saw the news at that time knows that there there was a a big loss of life, and you know this the reality is not a fucking video game, and we don't just beep disappear and fucking respawn after getting popped. Yeah. You know, the 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 leftovers has got to go somewhere. Yeah. And it sucks to be the guy that winds up not knowing that that was part of the job. Mm. So yeah, worst fucking job ever, but not for your atypical person's reasons of why I hated the job. Right. Um what scene from a horror movie scared you from a non-horror movie scared you as a child? Oh, from a non-horror movie. I was say I already knew the horror movie well, one. No, 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 no. You 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 know the horror movie that scared me the most. Yeah. But it's as a, as a whole. For me, scariest well, I will get to the question, but scariest um scene from a horror movie. Scene from a horror movie was in the beginning of In the Mouth of Madness. Okay. There is a man that smashes in a diner window mm-hmm. with an axe, mm-hmm. then stops his aggression mm-hmm. and looks at our lead character in the perfect way and just says, "Do you read Sutter Kane? Kane?" Yeah, and you're dead confused. Like you know, you started a horror movie, mm-hmm. but it isn't graphic up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then. And then he flips out, and you realize, like, this... You think you're going to see a monster movie, Mm -hmm. which it is. Mm -hmm. By the end of it, it's a fucking monster movie. You don't expect this dude to just come out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It's the scariest performed scene. Okay. That doesn't have anything to make you gutterly react. Okay. It's easy to... And this, this isn't on my list, but it's easy to watch, like... Hellraiser for the first time and see a dude get strung up by chains and hooks through his skin and then like all the skin gets removed Mm -hmm. that is disturbing scary and disturbing are two different things but to answer your question I'm going to say any movie where a woman surprises a guy with a pregnancy test (laughs) so what was it nine weeks is that the was that the movie or was it nine months any just any. <laughs> Just any. Um, I don't know this one, but I know that you've had a very um, questionable and wild younger hood. I wouldn't say childhood, teenage years. That's still your childhood. Because okay. you're, you're not an adult till you're 18 in this country. What is the weirdest thing you've done in a hotel room that won't get you convicted of a crime? Um, In a hotel room? In a hotel room. I, just, just, just sex? I, I never... I, the hotel room's not a location for the weird shit. Mm. Usually it was like, I paid for this shit. You know, I paid to use the hotel room after prom night or whatever. Yeah. You know, or I paid to have a, a sneak away with the wife or mm-hmm. with the girlfriend because I'm still living at home or whatever. It's like, this, this shit's costing me... We didn't really come here to do stupid shit. We, mm-hmm. we came here to fuck. So we just did it and moved on. Right. Um, otherwise, anytime I've been in a hotel room that wasn't for reasons like that, mm-hmm. 
I'm on business or I, I got to rush off to my brother-in-law's wedding mm. or yeah. there's shit to do, man. Who is the most famous person you have ever met? Well, at this day and age, I fucking hate to goddamn admit it, but it would be, I'd say... John if, Travolta? If, if, I never met John Travolta. Oh, I thought you did meet him during mm. that when they were filming Punisher. No, no, I, I was in his presence. Okay. But as meaning, when you say person you've met, Met, you spoke to them, they spoke back and acknowledged your existence. Okay. Otherwise, and that isn't like, oh, I just took a picture with this celebrity because I bought a picture. You didn't fucking meet them. Okay. You took a picture with them. I'd say in, uh, if we're going by modern fame levels, it's going to be Kevin Smith. Oh, the Comic-Con thing. And I didn't meet him at one of, I I didn't ask him a question at a QA. and a Right. I didn't meet him. At his signing table, mm-hmm. I will I will share the story real quick. Who knows? Maybe this gets out on the internet, and he winds up talking to me, and I can kick some fucking sense back into him because he turned into a loon. <laughs> That's very true. And he's just shitting on who he was. I went to a con. I went to MegaCon mm-hmm. in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. I I went there. Uh, I had a fiance at the time, Adrian, who surprised me with the tickets for it. Which mm-hmm. I got to say, despite our awful relationship, she's got a handful of memorable moments. Mm-hmm. She took me to my first Tool concert, which is fucking awesome, um, and surprised me with those tickets. Uh, so we went to MegaCon. I found out when I got the brochure that day mm-hmm. that Kevin Smith was doing a signing mm-hmm. and a panel. Mm-hmm. The panel was completely full. I was not able to get into it. Right. But I, I was going to get in line for the signing. So, while we were walking the convention floor, I bought a first edition trade paperback, Bluntman and Chronic, and I bought the Bluntman and the Chronic action figures. Again, fucking nerd, a fucking geek. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, it'd be awesome to get him to sign these. These are his original creations, and I was a big fan of his work, thanks to the aforementioned brother, who showed me clerks for the very first fucking time, and... Put, help put me on my, my pop culture taste path. Right. So, I'm in the line, I've got my items, and at the time my understanding was his publicist and the people managing his time decided, this is the last day of the Megacon, they decided to put the fucking kibosh because he had somewhere else to be mm-hmm. in X amount of days, hours, time, what the fuck ever. Mm-hmm. They cut the signings off at 100. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was fucking 101 in line. Mm-hmm. Adrian was 102. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went, well, fuck. Went back to the vendors, got a refund on the figures, which those guys, God, I wish I could remember y'all's fucking name. You all were fucking cool because that's not something you do at a con. You don't right. go back and get a refund. Um, the guy selling the comic was presumably less cool but he wasn't totally go fuck yourself it was just like it's a no refund policy so here i am i'm left with the comic i don't need the comic mm-hmm. because this was an age where digital comics were coming up uh smith was very big on like just publishing his shit anywhere so getting a hold of smith's uh product mm-hmm. for free was very easy right so i'm a little disheartened i've got this thing i literally almost rolled it in half without trying to crease it and stuck it in my jacket pocket because I got this big denim concert jacket on Mm -hmm. and it's got those big giant pockets inside love the fucking jacket and I've got a tool patch sewn on and all this crazy like 
Billy Idol and the fucking Sex Fiends and Bowie pins and just crazy shit on it. And I've got a set of Wolverine claws mm-hmm. that can fit between your fingers. And I got them from a, uh, a maker that was there mm-hmm. and actually forged them out of aluminum. Cool fucking things. Still have them mm-hmm. somewhere. I believe they're in storage. And I was rocking a total fucking Logan outfit. I mean, I had my motorcycle boots on, blue jeans, white uh, white undershirt, big black denim jacket, and I'm and like I either can put the claws in the pockets or I can walk around with them. Mm-hmm. So, I you know for the most part I'm kind of cosplaying. I'm walking around with the stuff for the uh, most of the day and. Um, I decided to go have a cigarette break. I go out the convention. This is Orlando, and this is a time in Florida where they were they were getting rid of the smoking in all the restaurants. People were cracking down on this shit. Mm-hmm. You couldn't smoke outside of the entrances of a lot of businesses. I had to like go around the side of the convention center and fucking have a cigarette. So I'm here, biker boots and everything, one leg kicked up on the wall, leaned back on it, and I'm lighting a fucking cigarette. And I just hear a guy next to me go, "Hey, man, uh, you don't mind if I you don't mind if I use your lighter, do you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And I I hold it out. He lights a cigarette, and I look to get the cigarette the lighter back, mm-hmm. and it's fucking Kevin Smith. And he this dude is in almost full fucking silent bob attire. Mm-hmm. It's it's winter in Florida, which is not severe. Right. But it was chill enough that he's got a big coat on. He's motherfuckers always wearing shorts. He's got a t-shirt on, and he's got his his cap on. Mm-hmm. And this is back when he still had long hair. So it's like, holy shit, Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at me, going, "So yeah, man, Silent Bob. So what are you?" He's just treating it like I'm talking to a cosplayer. Mm-hmm. And I went, "No, I no, I get who the fuck you are, dude." Mm-hmm. And I went, "Oh, okay." put my cigarette in my mouth, reached into my jacket pockets, and came back out with the full claws, and he just loved that. Mm-hmm. So it was enough to spark up the conversation. He's like, whoa. I'm like, no, nah, they're not look, They're not sharp. Mm-hmm. All that. But he's like, those are fucking righteous. Where'd you get them? Told him all about it. Put them back. And I'm having trouble getting the, the claws back into one pocket, because mm-hmm. lo and behold, there's a fucking comic book written by the guy standing next to me so I pull the comic out, put the claw back in. He's like, "Uh huh, you like Blunt Man and Chronic?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, man, I got, I'm, I know all your shit." That's when he acknowledges, "Oh, so you know who I am?" I'm like, mm. "Yeah, man, you're Silent Bob." He's like, "Well, I'm like, yeah, you're Kevin Smith, man. It's really cool to fucking meet you." I'm still in a foul mood, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You know," he kind of addresses like, "Man, you're like one of the calmest fans I've encountered." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a fan, but I'm." I'm not necessarily in the best mood here at mm-hmm. the convention now. I don't, I don't remember how I worded it, and he was just like, well, man, everything all right? And I, So I literally tell him, dude, I was 101. Mm. And he's just like, oh, uh, fuck, sorry, dude. Like, publicists and shit, man. Like, they may, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not, not mad at you. I'm mad at the situation. Right. So we chat. He's finishing up his cigarette, and he's like, let, let me see that. So I hand him the comic, and he's like, man, you rolled it up and everything. I'm like, I, I, it's not like I'm going to try and resell it. Mm-hmm. I'm not collecting it. I don't collect issue, back issues anymore. I just wanted 
you know, something cool that was mine, that I could say was mine, and I dug on it, and he pulled a fucking pen out from his pocket, opened the cover up, and was like, so, uh, something like, sorry, sorry, my people, fucked you, man, good to meet you, Logan, uh, you know, uh, have a, have a good life, uh, love Kevin Smith, awesome costume, Chris, and fucking handed me the book back, and I was like, that's fucking decent of you, man. And never seen him again since then. He finished up his cigarette. He went back towards the back of the convention hall where they let people like that in. Mm -hmm. I went back to the front and I told uh, my buddy that was with us. And I want to say, I, I think it was Chairboy that we took with us. Okay. Philip. Um, and for respect for Philip and everything he's been through live, I'm not fucking explaining publicly why he's called Chairboy. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I'm telling them, like, I fucking met Kevin Smith. And, of course, they're all, ah, yeah, yeah, you and a hundred other fucking people. I'm like, no, no. I told them the story, and they're like, yeah, right. Showed them the comic, and they're like, oh, that's fucking cool. Didn't make as big of a deal of it as some people would put it off. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to over-exaggerate stories or anything like that. We were there for maybe another 45 minutes after that, mm -hmm. and we left. I've met some other minor celebrities, uh... I, I, by definition of like meeting where you spoke to him and they acknowledged your existence, mm -hmm. I met Thomas Jane on the set of Punisher. Okay. Um, and that's Travolta. the one that they filmed in Tampa, right? In Tampa, yeah. yeah. Um, me and a buddy of mine, Clayton, were going to be extras on the movie. They had filled up most of their, like, the meandering extra scenes. Mm -hmm. So I was a big dude. Mm -hmm. I'm still a big dude, but at this time, this was towards muscular. the end of my high school days. I was a football player. I was a wrestler. I was Marine Corps ROTC. Mm -hmm. I was stacked, jacked, and racked, ready to go. So they see me and my buddy Clayton. Clayton is almost seven foot tall. Mm -hmm. He is 290 at his doctor's recommended healthy fucking weight. Right. This dude is on an SUV frame. Mm -hmm. I just had a regular Ford frame that I built up into a muscle car. This dude was a Mod Deuce fucking dually <laughs> military truck. Right. Off the factory floor. Dude was huge. We loved Revenge of the Nerds, shit like that. I played football with him, so that motherfucker got deemed Ogre. So Nerds! Yes, Ogre was awesome. I love Clayton. I wish I could get in touch with him again i don't know even know if he's even in florida anymore big teddy bear of a guy love him so uh they see us we're in big fucking frames i am italian in background and the punisher is killing mobsters so that's a little fucking racist that they decided to put me as one of the bad guys <laughs> um see everything's racist right <laughs> so they they took us over to wardrobe with we're, we weren't special there was literally 12 more guys mm -hmm. pulled from the extras because they were like can you guys fake being hit and we went sure i mean you could fake it you've been playing football so you knew how yeah, it thought to like, be actually hit. yeah sure and and anybody who's seen the thomas jane punisher knows a lot of budget was spent on john travolta mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily spent on the stunts <laughs> and the car and that's why they filmed in fucking tampa I love my hometown, and I'm glad we got a movie here, but it was like, eh, it was cheap to film it here. Mm. So, we got to be in 
one of the later scenes of the finale mm -hmm. where your your anti-hero Punisher is just mowing through bad guys, making his way up the stairwell and going after Travolta in a building that doesn't have a stairwell, by the way. You gotta mm -hmm. love Hollywood magic. And uh, so we were basically in a scene where you know Punisher kicks in a door, runs in, Drop kicks fucking ogre. All he has to do is fall backwards onto a fucking bag, and uh, he gets like gets up, sweeps another dude's leg out from underneath him, fake stabs him with a, a big Bowie knife, mm -hmm. and then punches another guy in the face on his way pulling the knife out. Mm -hmm. And the other guy is me. Mm -hmm. Everything goes fine. I don't have an interesting story beyond that where. Uh, oh, he actually hit me. Mm -hmm. I flip my head, and I just have to hit the ground on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. It's fucking simple. I'm basically kneeling down when he hits me anyways. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy that filmed the movie did, like, just was... The whole project was bloated, and we, we our three-second scene in a Hollywood movie made it to the cutting room floor mm -hmm. and hasn't even been on even any of the director's cuts or anything like that. So, it's not a story I run around telling everybody, because anybody could go, I was in a fucking Hollywood movie. What movie? Oh, don't bother looking for it. My scene was cut. Right. Uh, whatever. But because of it... Well, I find it interesting, because we've gone to the building, and you showed me, like, yeah, A, B, C, yes, and D. I've, I've walked my wife through every scene of those movies, including the scenes that took place inside of a building that... You would only know where you were when you filmed if you were inside the building. And this is not a building accessed by the public. Right. There's enough windows that you can look in and tell people and then describe the other stuff. It can be confirmed. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's whatever. But Thomas Jane seems like a very nice guy. Because we had a, a hero scene, mm -hmm. we got an extra $100. They were... Um, most regulars, when they first started filming, because they couldn't get anybody, they were offering people $300. Mm -hmm. By the time me and Clayton got in there and said, we would love to be extras, they went, we've booked all of our extras. If you guys want to hang around, if you make it into a scene, we'll give you 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to the actors, don't go near the equipment, and don't speak. Mm -hmm. Because they're in downtown Tampa for these scenes, They've blocked off a bunch of roads to get rid of uh, uh, road traffic noise. Right. Because anybody who's been in a major metropolitan downtown knows you get big buildings, the fucking noise bounces off of everything. Mm -hmm. So, apparently, at some point during production, as the uh, this, this PA is telling us, there were some extras who were uh, jacking and jawing and laughing and having a good time while they're filming a scene, and they were forcibly removed by security. Mm -hmm. So our little group of people are getting told if you want to hang out to see if we need you in a scene, you can literally stand. They had a area with yellow painter's tape mm -hmm. taped onto the ground in the shape of a square and they said, you guys literally stand in this square. Right. I kid you not, stand in the square if we catch you out of it and you haven't been pulled out by me the director, uh, John fucking Travolta himself, mm -hmm. you're out of here. Right. Police will just escort you the fuck out. We got no time to play with this. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So we're literally standing there. This is where we are when the guy walks by and goes, that's a couple of big motherfuckers. Right. Uh, you two, come here. You, 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 come here. And that just, like, just picked out anybody who looked like a slab of beef. Right. Which was definitely ogre. And I'm surprised that even in my muscular form, I mean, I had like a wife beater tank top and shorts on, so like you could kind of see muscles. But I'm standing next to seven foot eight, two hundred and ninety pound, fucking half a cow in a butcher shop, motherfucker. <laughs> I look small. Right. We literally, for any of you comic book fans out there, look like Wolverine standing next to Sabretooth. Well, I was gonna say, in today's day and age, Kevin Hart standing next to The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ogre's so fucking big, he makes me look black. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm lucky they even noticed me there. And maybe they only noticed me because I look like any other fucking, uh, any other fucking cholo from South Tampa. You know, I've got my kicks on. I've got my cargo pants, my wife beater. I might as well shave my head and put fucking Los Locos on my fucking arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not Hispanic, by the way. Well, uh, I mean, we already reiterated, you know, you are... Italian. I'm and Italian, so Native I've got I've, I've got the Latin look, but I don't I don't look like a Chicano. Well, I mean, you also have the Native American, which also helps with the the tanning of the. So, in in this instance, not part of the question, but um, because we were in a hero scene and directly acting across one of the leads, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they gave us an extra hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So we each made two hundred dollars for literally. Five minutes of putting our clothes on, mm-hmm. and one take, which I'm gonna say it's because me, him, and the other three stunt guys mm-hmm. just did a good fucking job of getting our ass kicked, and nobody fucked up the shot. And I think the director was just padding his budget run. Right. So it's like we got to spend the money. We need to film this many minutes of time, and then we'll cut it on the floor. I don't think they ever intended for that scene to even make it into. Mm. Uh, the fucking uh, movie. But because of that, we also got to take away a small lunch, basically what you could put in two hands, from the craft services table. Yeah. Which is where Thomas Jane was like, hey, man, and very friendly is like, hey, man, you did a good job today, man. That that, that looked good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, thank you, Mr. Jane. He's like, oh, Tom, it's fine, Tom. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's, he's... doing that actor thing where like clearly he had to work out before shooting so that he's got the Hugh Jackman muscle look right and he's like you know I'm, I'm running around and I can't like eat really eat so the dude's like grabbing a couple of grapes and I think like a little piece of cheese and he's like hey man you have a good day you know mm-hmm. he shut my hand before that grabbed his food I was like you know thank you man you, you too man and he walked off so I met Thomas Jane real quick on a movie set mm-hmm. never saw him again we literally got paid that day, mm-hmm. we, we grabbed our food, we have our paycheck in our pockets when we went to the craft service table, and from there, which I don't know if it's just because they saw total strangers talking to the lead, from there, a very cordial security guard was like, so, you've been paid? Yeah. You got your food. And we each made a sandwich, and they went, yeah, and he goes, all right, right this way. And we were escorted from the set, because we were done. Right. And we didn't expect to even be in it we didn't tell anybody we were going down there Mm -hmm. and i remember clayton saying like hey man 
I, like that was that was that was fucking awesome, dude. Like, you know, he literally asked me, like, should we tell anybody? I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> but he's like, we're still in fucking high school, man. They right. like they paid us with a check made out to cash. Mm. And I'm like, I we shouldn't tell anybody, because mm-hmm. we're fucking minors. Right. <laughs> you know, I might have just turned 18. I don't remember. But I still think I was a minor. So it was like, we're not telling anybody. Because, one, we're getting this shit cashed. Right. And, two, I don't want lawyers or something knocking on our fucking door. Because, technically, we just lied our ass off. Right, right, right. Now, granted, you grow up a little bit and you're like, Hollywood don't give a fuck. As long <laughs> as we didn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like Thomas Jane accidentally like fucking taking the brass knuckles and hitting me in the fucking face. They didn't care. So there's my, I, I met a celebrity story. All right. So <laughs> this is just funny because I know like we've watched like the epic rap battles of history. There you go. What famous historical figure would you like to fight? That's a good one. You're going to have to give me some more print. Do I want to fight them because I really want to kick their ass? Do I want to fight them because I respect them? Well, it just says which one would you like to fight. So I guess we can... Well, you can, you can break it into like three questions, but you got to give me the parameters and I think I can come up with answers better. Okay, so which one would you like to fight out of respect? Out of respect? Hell no. <laughs> Home slice would whoop my ass. Chuck Norris. No. <laughs> He's not a historical figure. Okay, yeah, that's true. Technically, with no dude, undue disrespect, uh, Bruce Lee's not a fucking really a historical figure either, although he changed martial arts, so I'll say he is. <laughs> no, no, out of respect, if he if he's real, mm-hmm. I think it might be cool to go back and, like, fucking fight Gilgamesh. Okay. But if we take the... Uh, godly references off the table mm-hmm. like you know Jesus and uh, uh, Samson uh-huh. and and Gilgamesh and Hercules and mm-hmm. shit like that if we take potential mythology off the table I think it'd be kind of cool just to get in like a drunken uh, you know bare knuckle boxing match in like some pig pig pen somewhere with like Teddy Roosevelt in his prime okay you know just go full rough rider style and be like come on you know because I think that's the dude that's going to buy you a fucking uh, two fingers of whiskey afterwards and you're going to drink with him with, for the rest of the fucking night. Might wake up winding up fighting a war in Cuba, but hey. <laughs> um, who would you fight out of hate? Oh, I'd love to get that scrawny little Hitler bitch in the fucking ring. And I mean, televise that shit. Just me kicking the fuck out of the art school reject. But that one has so many answers. Put me in the ring with Bundy. Put me in there with Dahmer. Put me in there with fucking uh, goddamn Tiger King. I kicked the shit out of him, too. <laughs> um, fucking Teddy Kaczynski. Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Anybody you, who's got a Netflix special at the moment. Not just the that. The true no, crime. No, no. Like, actually, you know, if you can figure out who the fuck it is, put me in with Jack the Ripper. Mr. Fucking, uh, let's take his fucking knives away and let's, let's see what you got. Mm. I would enjoy beating the fuck out of you. Um, okay, so... What's the weirdest dream you've ever had? Oh, th- this, this, there is no answer to this. Were you the one with the the gorilla chasing? No, no, Who no. Was the I, one with I've the had, I've chasing? had, I've had dreams on LSD. I've had dreams on DMT. I've had dreams just because I'm stressed out. I have dreams that 
uh, I was fucking on the Nostromo and a Xenomorph trying to kill. That one's that one's so fucking broad. There's just no, there's no way. Mm. I know, cop out, but <laughs> there's just no way. I could bullshit my way through a story, but that's not very uh, 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 genuine of me. Okay, this one was just funny, but I'm only going to ask it because I already know the answer, but there is parameters to it. All right, so I'm going to have to lie. No. Have you ever chased chased down an ice cream truck as an adult? And the only reason why I know it's funny and I know I got, you have... I, yeah, I got kids. ...is because you're a parent. I got kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that one's, that one's so, a kid. So, yes. We have chased down the, the ice cream truck for the kids. They're like two blocks away while we're trying to get a hold of them and, you know... And then you think in the back of your mind. Barefoot. Yes. Across a yard of Sanspers and hot fucking tarmac pavement, black top pavement. And and and, Just to get and, the, my, the and I can't team. even get my fucking daughter to do the dishes. <laughs> Every parent that's ever gonna listen to your podcast would know I was full of shit <laughs> if I wasn't honest about the kids being little fucking dickheads sometimes. Alright, there's one on here. Um I'm gonna ask it, but I'm going to kind of preface it some of it in the beginning. Then do so. Okay. So, what skills do you possess that could help you survive the zombie apocalypse? Now, I do have to preface it, this question before you answer it, that you do have the background. We're going to go back to the horror movie thing um, where you were shut in a room and watched uh, George Romero's Day of the Night Dead. of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. So, you do have a zombie kind of fear. I have an unhealthy fucking obsession with zombies. Yes. So, you are constantly prepping for a zombie apocalypse in your head. Uh, well, look, if you're going to preface it, then I'm going to preface it as well. It's not just the, I'm I'm dealing with a zombie apocalypse in my mm-hmm. head. And even the CDC, people, specialists at the CDC Disaster Control Unit, mm-hmm. has said zombies, due to Romero and his brilliance, are a great, uh, there's a fucking word for it. I knew it was going to happen at some point during the podcast. Uh, stand-in. Okay. It's, not the word I wanted to, uh, uh, I was going to say like proxy or composite or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they're a great stand-in for natural disasters, economic collapse, social unrest, civil war, uh, apocalyptic preparation. Okay. So, before everyone goes, oh man, I thought I could hear the crinkle of his fucking tinfoil hat through the whole goddamn episode. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, that's a great stand-in for figuring it out okay all the rules apply what special skill what skill do you possess that could help you survive the zombie apocalypse is it your just your constant preparation that goes through your head no that's not a special skill no 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 special skill um i have an engineering background okay in electrical engineering structural engineering computer engineering which is a certain amount of problem solving even though in a zombie apocalypse, you're not going to be like, it's not fucking fallout where you're going to be hacking into terminals. Mm-hmm. But the process of learning to be an engineer creates a certain type of thinking, mm-hmm. which will be very helpful. I have farmed. Mm-hmm. I have grown food. I have hunted. Mm-hmm. I have uh, field-dressed deer. Is this all during your time living in Arkansas? No, I, 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 my first hunt was down here in Florida. Oh, okay. I, I, Was hunted, it the hog? I hunted boar. The, yeah. the whole boar, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> growing your food, hunting your food, killing your food, preparing your food, that's just on the food sources. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, food preservation. I have an experience with that, with, with jarring, pickling, 
um, salting, preparing, whatnots, whatnots. I have an education in understanding the mechanics of firearms, of building firearms, maintaining firearms, and operating firearms with a averagely lethal capacity. Yeah. Which is needed not for the zombies like most movies would present, but for the other fuckheads that are going to want to take your shit. Yeah. I have had many positions between jobs, ROTC, Marine Corps, and things like this where I have been put in leadership positions where people have had to deal, uh, where people have had to rely on me. Mm -hmm. So I have an experience with that. Not that I'm great at it, but I understand if I do ABC, people don't die. Okay. It's not a skill everybody has. It's not a skill even most fathers have. Um, I am a carpenter. Mm -hmm. I have worked in construction. I understand concrete. I understand load bearing. I understand building walls, building barricades, uh, how to properly nail things, how to screw things, the operation of multiple types of tools that would be used to fortify a location. I understand finding groundwater. I understand desalination of seawater. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand what can be done for insects to be eaten. Mm-hmm. And the sad part of it all, the part people don't usually like to talk about this, I understand in my survival group and community mm-hmm. who we need, who we don't need, and who is a threat, and I understand the need to eliminate those things. Okay. I take no joy in it. I'm not some psycho that wants to rule by the gun, but sorry, even if it's my little boy, you've been bitten. I'm blowing your fucking head off. I'll deal with it afterwards. Which, we've had that conversation. Like, it it sucks, but it, you almost have got to have it so that you know that when that time comes, your decision is and, made. And I'll do it. You won't do it. I won't make any other parents do it. And God forbid we come out of the mist on the other side of whatever social, whatever apocalyptic event this is, and mm-hmm. there was a cure or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't know if I'm going to wind up putting a barrel in my own mouth, but I'm the. I'm the guy that's going to have to live with it. Right. You know. So okay. So and that's gonna, a skill. Yeah. Surviving tough decisions is a skill. A lot of people can't do it, and it's not an admonishment on them. It's mm-hmm. a shame, and 2020 really showed us how easily it is for people to give up in the weirdest situations, and our suicide rate mm-hmm. has gone way way too fucking high up yeah i I agree um so i'm gonna say this last one i think we're gonna make it for the last one for this and then we can save some because there's there's a shit ton a literal okay um so who is your favorite stand-up comedian i know you have several um but i don't know if you've ever pinpointed to one where you're like this is him this is the head honcho Nobody, nobody is the greatest of all time. Okay. So I, I can't have a favorite. Because I know you have, like, Mitch Hepburn, Sam Kennison. I, I love Mitch Hepburn. George I love Carlin. Sam Kennison. You're naming all dead ones. Well, yes. Um, I, I, I love Kevin Hart. I used to like Patton Oswalt. I, Bo Burnham, I think, is a, a eloquent uh, vocabulary genius. 
I agree with you on Bo Burnham. I haven't watched his new thing on Netflix, which apparently a lot of people are saying is... But there's there's no comedian who doesn't, and I hate to say this, because I've gone back, I've looked at, like, Raw and Delirious and, and, and the old school stuff, like old Pryor and shit, mm-hmm. and they all fall into the trap of getting into people's personal opinions and their personal opinions... Instead of just making with the motherfucking ha-has, they all want to tell a message, and they have, so many of them forgotten, at the root of what they do, mm-hmm. they are entertainers, and they are supposed to bring joy. So I have a question, does, they are does not, Carlin fall into that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I know you had a lot of... His unruly attacks on religion. Mm. And it's, and I'm not offended by it, mm-hmm. but... When when he st- when he started going after the Catholic Church, he was funny. Mm-hmm. He was the court jester, the one guy who could make fun of the king. Right. And then, too often, he made it his stick. And it's like, okay, at a certain point, the king's going to cut your fucking head off because now you're just being an asshole. Kill him. Um. So <laughs> inside joke. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't have a favorite. They all have their moments. There are some that just suck, and I don't like them. And I'm mm. I'm not gonna drag anybody's name through the mud because it does nothing for well, us. Well, I know, like, since we have been together, there have been several. I mean, I and I had mentioned before, like, watching Comedy Central and watching a lot of like the old '80s comedy movies. Hell, I I even liked Amy Schumer at a time when she first came out and was trying to make a name for herself. Right. She was funny. She just tried to be funny. Mm-hmm. Then she tried to join the bandwagon of of girl power, Me Too. While these are important issues, you are not being paid to spread an issue. If you want to make a PSA, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you want to put it in your show that I, the consumer, have paid for, mm-hmm. there is a certain social contract between us. Right. Same goes for Patton Oswalt. And... I used to really respect him. I'm genuinely sorry for what he's had to go through with the loss of his wife. Wife, yeah. But that's the kind of stuff you tell people in an interview. You don't open the first 15 minutes of your comedy show just bringing tears to people's eyes and making them feel like shit because your wife died. And that's not to say that I don't want to commiserate with him, that I don't want you know there are other means of communication today mm-hmm. you can do it in an interview you could do it in a tweet you could do it on facebook you could do right. it in a q and a after the show mm-hmm. but when we've come to you and said please mr funny man reality sucks life's hard put a fucking smile on my face mm-hmm. and you go okay i brought a knife right what the fuck man right well, I mean, because I knew for a while that you liked... Um, I loved Louis C.K. Yeah. And I still don't... I, I don't have a personal problem with what he did. Because by all accounts, he was just a bit of a creep. But he asked permission. Mm-hmm. And then he did something fucking... I would never do. But he didn't fucking... He didn't Bill Cosby anybody. Very true. But that's all it took. That's all it took to end his career. Well, I was going to say, I know, like... And I know, I just a... jumped on a, a far fucking fetched tangent yeah. on comedians there but I can't have a favorite because uh, okay I, you know I think I will come up with an answer to that question because mm-hmm. you said who's my favorite comedian not who's my favorite stand up comedian 
My favorite comedian's Mel fucking Brooks. Okay. Because that dude knows how to punch up, punch sideways, punch down, because if it puts a laugh on somebody's fucking face, go for it. Right. And he didn't have to be disgusting to do it either. Very true. Well, I mean, I was going to mention um, in the comedian thing, because I remember in the beginning um, of our relationship, you had a very different like political outlook on stuff. And so a lot of the comedians that, um, again, the... Comedians, whatnot. Yes. And, and for you folks that might be noticing a fucking jump there, I am sorry, biological functions came up. I had to step aside for a moment. Um, so what I was saying was the, um, in the beginning of our relationship, I mean, and we've been to this before, that our political outlook on a lot of things were different. So a, a lot of our entertainment at the time kind of reflected that. So, long story short, um, Christopher Titus. I, I mean, we still do the, you know, kill Titus at, at some things. And I still like a lot of his stand-up. Yeah. And there are, you know, if I were to edit uh, his stand-up and say, hey, um, well, I'm kind of jumping verbally here. If I took... I could still find great joy in watching a Christopher Titus stand-up. Mm-hmm. And I think I could do so with Patton Oswalt as well. Mm-hmm. But the length of their stand-up may be significantly reduced because of all the cuts where I'm like, all right, everybody's got a Trump joke. Moving on. Everybody's got a, a, a current president joke. See? Has no has doesn't fucking matter right. which side they're well, on. Well, because I know I'm like just everybody had a bush making joke. a joke about yeah, and yes, I will say right now it's too easy. Comedians are going after the current president. Right. I I don't care. I don't want to hear it. It's like low hanging fruit. It's very low hanging fruit. Trump made it too easy as well. Whether you love the guy, hate the guy, Coffee. he was an asshole. Mm-hmm. But you know what? So is fucking Bill Gates. So was fucking Steve Jobs. So is the guy that fucking invented goddamn plastic moldings. I bet you anything, Henry Ford was a fucking asshole. Yeah. But he was also probably one of your best friends once you got to know him. Yeah. But if you work for the guy, you work for the fucking guy, okay? Right. He doesn't have to have a beer with you. It's not a small business. And being the president of the fucking country isn't a small business either. No. So, he was a dick. The guy in there that, that's in there now as a fucking goddamn Alzheimer's patient waiting to happen... Obama was fucking full of himself and constantly lied. Bush was a fucking moron. And Bush Sr. was a fucking asshole also. Mm -hmm. And the guy in between the fucking Bushes was a fucking philanderer and probably a sex criminal. Mm. Reagan was a fucking actor who, for fuck's sake, how the hell did he get elected if that proves it was a fucking popularity contest but I diverge I've gone through several presidents just to say look red blue doesn't fucking matter it's very easy to condemn somebody in that position right I mean Saturday Night Live makes a lot of their skits just based on that at the end of the day it's much fucking harder Mm -hmm. to go through and make a strong point for their positives okay and it would be nice if people focused on doing that more from CNN to fucking Fox to fucking uh, SNL, to stand-up comedians, or how about this? Shut the fuck up about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Make with the funny. 
You can still right. talk about social issues. The president's a low-hanging fruit. Religion's a low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. And the first comedian that comes out and goes, I'm going after Jesus. I'm going after Muhammad. I'm going after that chubby little fuck Buddha. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go after down the line of all the other shit and make actual good jokes. Not just the punching, obvious. not just punching mean. Right. Not just saying, oh no, I said, I said something negative about Muhammad, but you didn't tell a joke. Right. Unless you're going to do that, shut the fuck up. Well, that, that, that made me think of, um, cause I, I do watch Drag Race. You do not, and, but I've and watched I need it. And I need to preface it. Mm-hmm. If you want to stand out on the street mm -hmm. and say Donald Trump's a bad guy... And I don't like this person. And I don't like that person. Good on you. One mm -hmm. A says, get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna ask me to pay to hear this opinion, mm -hmm. shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm your customer, mm -hmm. not your friend. Ron White doesn't want to have a fucking drink with me after the show. Right. Okay. Not your fucking buddy. I paid to see you, and I'm not talking about the guy at the Laugh Shack. At an open mic. Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne's great. <laughs> Steve Byrne talks shit about the president, mm -hmm. but didn't make it about talking shit about the president. Right. And then he talked about other ones, and then he moved the fuck on. Yeah. It was literally, a, like, maybe, maybe a minute of his set. Ma yeah, maybe. And then he went into other stuff. Stuff that I agree with, stuff that I don't agree with, but I'm not coming to a comedian to get their fucking opinion on the world. Right. I want them to make with the fucking ha-has. Or make fun of you and call the call you the Florida Jason Momoa. Yes, thanks, <laughs> thanks. If anybody ever puts that together on the internet, that's awesome. <laughs> so, this can be said across the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Can you put your personal politics into your music and still make a good song? Mm -hmm. Yes. Bob Dylan made a fucking career out of it. Yeah. So did Lennon. Mm. But at the at the core of it, they're still good songs. Yeah. It's not Melissa, uh, Melissa Etheridge or Alanis Morissette screaming at their audience about something they're not happy with. And it's not fucking Pantera bitching about shit. And it's not death metal talking about how much they didn't like their dad because he told them to cut their fucking hair. Okay? Mm. You may not like some pop music, but I gotta say, at the end of the day, I'm not a big, super huge fan of pop music. Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, and shit like that. But at the end of the day, their job was to make you happy, make you feel good, and they yeah. worked their ass off to do it. They did. It didn't have I... to be a fucking anti-war song. Yeah. But musicians tend to be a lot better at walking that line. Mm -hmm. Actors, directors, movie writers, TV show writers, and fucking comedians can't seem to walk the line, so they need to stop. Yeah. If you want to make a movie about a powerful fucking woman, mm -hmm. I want to watch it. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing it because it's a powerful woman and there's no fucking story or reason for her to be powerful, mm -hmm. it sucks. Yeah. I don't care if she's a robot from the future and she can throw people 50 miles. I don't care if she's a mutant, like Rogue mm -hmm. or something like that, and she's super strong. That's fine. But when her whole character personality mm -hmm. is strong, independent woman, well, that's fucking lame. 
I don't I go to see movies so that I can escape reality I know a lot of genuinely strong independent wonderful women yeah and none of them act like cunts that's Hollywood writing yeah they don't like those fucking images either mm -hmm. I'm also sick and tired of every fucking sitcom the dad is a fucking moron mm -hmm. that's a stupid stereotype it worked once Dick Van Dyke oh yeah and at the end of the day he did dumb shit but he took care of his family yeah so he wasn't a fucking moron. I thought you were going to point out, like, tool time, because Tim was always messing up. But he wasn't a moron. Yeah. He wasn't as good at working with tools, but he was more than capable of dealing with his son having cancer, of getting advice from his neighbor, respecting his elders, functioning in society, being a good friend. Mm-hmm. But his stick was fucking up with power tools. Mm-hmm. But then you go to King of Queens, and, and I like the show. Mm. I love Leah Remini. I love Kevin James. But he fucked up everything, every episode. Yeah. That gets old. There's no way for the character to grow. Right. So stop intentionally making weak men. Stop. I don't want to go back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger 80s either. We've grown up, and we've realized... You can't fire an M244 from your fucking hip. Get the fuck over it. I don't care if you're shaped like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But most of the times when this dude is throwing people through walls, he's a robot from the future or he's playing Hercules, a fucking Greek god, you know, then, then you get your commandos and stuff like that. Right. Rambo, really strong guy, but he used military fucking knowledge. He wasn't choke slamming dudes three times his fucking size. Yeah. So it's not Atomic Blonde who's going to kick a 300 pound man 10 feet away when another 300 pound man can't do that. If you want to go for realism, have her be quicker, faster, more devious, more flexible, uh, better dexterity. Have her take a knife and cut him 300 times because he's slower than her. She can still win. Just be good at writing. I'd say, now are you going to apply this to movies like Shoot 'em Up or John... I mean, John Wick kind of gets a pass because... John it, Wick gets a pass because it's accurate. Yeah, because they put in there several times how good he is. You brought up a good point with Shoot 'em Up. Shoot 'em Up is ridiculous, inaccurate, unrealistic, but it told you from the very first minute, mm. this is just about having fun. There was no message from the character. Mm -hmm. There was nothing we were supposed to take away from the movie. If they had tried to shove in some single mother message, mm -hmm. because it all revolves around him saving a baby, right? And 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 trying to get it a a, a female in its life mm -hmm. because it needed breast milk. Very good reason to need her, right? If it had all become oh, at the end, let's flip the script. He dies. She saves the day. Power of a single mother. The movie's no longer fun. The movie's now... A, it's one... It's a two-hour PSA. Right. And we know PSAs. Mm -hmm. We're geriatric millennials. Oh, yeah. yeah this is your brain. G.I. fucking Joe, man. Porkchop sandwiches. Uh, yeah. The, okay? Well, I was going for This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. With the, the no, no. I'm, I'm in, in our entertainment. That was a commercial PSA. Yeah. We grew up with cartoons that at the very end of them the, had yeah. a moral lesson. But... I'm a they knew the, they knew the balance. Yeah. They put the PSA at the end, 
it was its own film thing. Mm -hmm. You could just enjoy the good guys, the white hats fighting the bad guys, the black hats. Mm -hmm. Cobra is fucking evil. They mm -hmm. want to conquer the world. They literally say that shit every fucking episode. Yeah. G.I. Joe wants to protect everybody and keep them free. They don't want them to all be a bunch of slaves to the corporate fucking Cobra. Are there hidden meanings and messages in it? Sure. There were in everything in the 80s. Yeah. But it was fun first. And then they said, hey, tack on the PSAs at the end. Because at the end of the day, we're selling fucking... Toys. Toys. Mm -hmm. But that's a little fucking scummy... At least we gotta make, make it educational. Get, put in a message, mm -hmm. make it entertaining, give them more product than just a piece of plastic. Yeah, now, I remember like, Captain toys, Planet our, had a message at the end of every episode. Well, that's where it changed. No, the whole fucking show was a message. It Very was all true. Earth environmentalism. Well, they that's did do Captain like Planet the moral. The, they did like the moral of the story at the end of the show. That's because they were on the tail end of the eighties, nineties. They kept the format. Yeah. But the whole show was a over the top. Uh, Ted Turner's fucking environmentalist PSA. Yeah. Which I could not go back and watch Captain Planet if I wanted to. When it comes to entertainment, entertainers have forgotten one simple rule. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound really rude. And a little crass, but at the end of the day... If you've listened to this, you've already learned that this is him. At the end of the day, they're all the trained monkeys there to make us smile and laugh. Yeah. That's their job. That's why they get paid several million dollars to put their bodies through hell, yeah. to fit into a role, to make us believe in the thing we're watching, because at the end of the day, for the suits, it's about them making money. For the consumer, it's about us being entertained. That's why at the end of the day, Fast and the Furious, probably it's about cars. one of the best fucking movies when it comes to the premises I've just shared. Yeah. Good movie? Not really. Mm. Is it fucking entertaining? Yes. So was the G.I. Joe movie. Yeah. So was Mad Max, and that had a political message, but it was still fucking entertaining. Titanic um, was entertaining and we already knew what the fuck was going to happen. Very true. I was going to say, um, oh god, I was trying to think of, um, Expendables. Entertaining. And they knew that they were making fun of themselves. Oh, yeah. Because that era's over. I'm not saying go back to, go back to when men were men and women were women. Not what the fuck I'm saying. Monster. We're going to go back to the 50s? Monster with Charlize Theron. Yeah. Fucking amazing movie. Right. And even though it's based on a character who was a man-hater and was constantly killing men because of her fucking issues, which was a horrible crime in reality, mm -hmm. okay, that story can have a message because the message is the story. Right. But when you're trying to manufacture it from nothing, these writers fucking fail. Art should not imitate life. I disagree with the premise. Art is escapism. I was like, because cause this was making me think, like, because um, I'm thinking back to, like, the beginning of actors and people being on stage, like, vaudeville. No, no, go further back. Go to Shakespeare. Yeah. Do you do you know what crowns Shakespeare was written for? Wasn't it written for females? It was written for the peasants. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The people whose lives were a living hell. They were a every constant day. tragic, yeah, tragedy. They weren't... And they weren't meant to be written for the king. Right. That's why he did King Lear. 
That's why he did Macbeth, where he showed these people to be flawed and fucked up, but it was entertaining. He knew, if I'm going to do Macbeth and I'm going to talk about the struggle of royalty and heavy is the head that worth the crown and all this fucking Heidi, Heidi, uh, Heidi flighty bullshit, I'm going to throw in some witches and some fucking magic and some fucking titties because I'm playing to the fucking crowd. Right. He knew They've forgotten sold. that because we made them celebrities. Mm. It used to be, your son told you, I want to be an actor, and you said, what the fuck did I do wrong? Mm. You're going to die penniless and starving. And those were the best actors because they did it because they loved it. Mm-hmm. Not because they were going to get fame. Not because they were going to get riches. There's nothing wrong with a good, honest day's pay for working your ass off. Mm-hmm. Not saying we go back to paying for nothing. I'm just saying, can we as a society stand up and tell them all to just shut the fuck up? I mean, really? Jenny McCarthy? I didn't realize you'd gotten a fucking medical degree. Yeah. Stop putting my children in harm's way demanding that I don't vaccinate them. And I'm not saying vaccinate for everything, because I personally, I don't have any vaccinations. And that I might suffer the consequences for it, but my children need to go by what their doctor tells them to do. It's my responsibility to keep them healthy. And I swear to God, if you can bring me the CDC and they say this vaccine is causing autism, which is a from birth disease that you don't cause, Mm. but if they came and said, hey, if you get this vaccination and then you get pregnant, your kid's going to have autism, let's go after those motherfuckers. Right. I'll lock arms with you and let's destroy them. Because this shit goes through a lot of testing and they should have figured that out. Mm-hmm. But if they say, hey, the Spanish flu's going around and it kills children and elderly, the children and the elderly, get the fucking vaccine. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't affect people that are 30 years old, don't fucking demand them to get the vaccine. Anybody seeing any parallels to our current lives? At a certain point, politicians and actors shouldn't be put in place of your fucking doctor. Right. Let your doctor figure it out. It's what they're there for. And everybody should have a doctor. We need to figure out some way to make that happen. Like killing everybody at the insurance companies. How about that? Might be a good start. Instead of Wait. saying instead of saying Medicare for all, because I know my mom doesn't get shit on Medicare and neither does my fucking grandfather. They get treated like crap on Medicare, so why do I want every citizen to get a shitty service? Right. Instead, how about we get rid of the fucking insurance companies and an MRI doesn't cost $5,000? Because if no one can pay $5,000 for an MRI, guess what? You're going to be able to get that shit done for a buck fifty. <laughs> and then we can all get better health. That's true. Nobody ever built a good bridge with a gun put to their head. They just built a quick bridge. Yeah. Well, I don't want my health care handled that way. I certainly don't want my police force handled that way. I don't want my fucking military handled that way. Or, for fuck's sake, the bridge is in my city. Yeah, that, yeah, definitely no, no, no. Definitely no. I'd like best guy for the job, pay him what is required, and let's move the fuck on. And if he scalps you, then you get the next guy until he's out of business. Mm. Simple as that. When it comes to everything... The tomatoes in the store, the bridge builders, the architects, the doctors, the guys in construction like me. Mm -hmm. Sorry if it comes down to it and we say, hey, 
this isn't that hard of a job. You should be able to lay a sidewalk in X amount of hours, and this is all that we can pay for it. We can all say, hey, we're not going to do the job for that much, but guess what? You do that every time someone wants you to do a sidewalk, you're going to go out of business. Things yeah. are only worth what people are willing to pay for them. So we don't need the goddamn government setting the prices. I mean, I wish I could go back to the day where, you know, people were just grateful that they could get a, a pay for a day. Oh, good God. I, I wish I wish my great-grandmother was alive because I would love to bring her over here and put her on the show because I'd like an actual, strong, powerful, independent, fucking cantankerous woman tell all of us, myself, all of you listeners out there, and all of your fucking kids, just what it was like to be a tough bitch that had three fucking jobs in the Great Depression. Mm. I shit you not. This woman had three jobs in the Great Depression. She lived up in the Northeast. Ah, yeah. She was washing people's clothes, she was cooking people's food, and she was working a job job. Mm-hmm. I think in a fucking factory. Rosie the Riveter style. Yeah. And, well, that's that's all World War II stuff, but well, still, yeah, yeah. she was doing that. And I swear to God, that woman must have run on half an hour of fucking sleep every day. But that's the only thing that kept her alive. These people today, these people being whomever, mm-hmm. whatever color, whatever age. Oh, because I, I, know, I know several people, but they're all more in my age range that do have multiple jobs because they are doing everything they can to provide something it just basically for their children it's not it, nine times out of well, ten it's not even for themselves that's what i was going to say it, it's it, that's why i said it doesn't matter your age it doesn't matter your skin color it doesn't matter your background there are so many people today that make the lamest fucking excuses mm. for adversity mm. i'm sorry i got a fucking i got a fucking brother-in-law with cerebral fucking palsy in the right side of his body doesn't work. Yeah. You want adversary, adversity, that motherfucker faces adversity every single fucking day just trying to walk up to the goddamn gas station. Yeah. That's fucking adversity. And he walks everywhere, but he... Well, because he can't fucking drive. Right. And Jacksonville's got no goddamn bus system. But he's one of the hardest working kids I've ever met. You want He adversity. does everything he can to... to make himself some money in some capacity. You want to talk about adversity? My poor two-year-old fucking grandson has got no fucking legs from the knee down. Yeah. He was born fucked up and they cut his goddamn legs off above the knee. So he doesn't even have a fucking joint. Yeah. But I don't think I've... Other than the normal baby stuff, I don't think I've ever seen the kid fucking cry. I mean, I've seen him have a couple of those what I'm pretty sure are like the phantom feelings where he like goes for his legs. Yeah, but but he's just like, what? Right. But he, he gets right up on his stumps and gets right up next to the table. He doesn't let the fact that he's got no legs from the fucking knee down. Yeah. He, I mean, he still acts like a kid. Right. No, that kid, he's the fastest crawler I think I've ever seen. And none of it's his fault. No. And that is a permanent thing for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, you know, taking care of a family member for four and a half years, mm-hmm. expecting maybe wrongfully so but expecting that there there was a home in it for you at the end of the tunnel we were told but yes, yes. and and then shit went sideways mm-hmm. and not even maliciously shit mm-hmm. went sideways mm-hmm. that home's been pulled out and now it is a it is a mad dash for 
where to live, how to put a roof over kids' heads, and and all the normal rigmarole of life, mm-hmm. which in and of itself, getting your kids into a new school, that's not adversity. But getting your kids into a new school while doing the 50 other normal things that you'd have to address over the course of a year mm-hmm. and trying to do it all in a couple of weeks, that's adversity. Being fucking homeless by no choice of your own, that's adversity. Mm-hmm. Having a terminal fucking sickness and still trying to put away a nest egg for your fucking family when you're dead and gone, mm-hmm. that's adversity. Mm-hmm. Not being able to monetize your fucking YouTube video because the YouTube Nazis have decided they don't like a word, that's, that sucks. Yeah. It's not fucking adversity. No. Words have meanings. We don't get to decide what those are mm-hmm. when they've already made it to the, di- the dictionary. Right. So, sorry. Stop changing the meaning of racism. Stop changing the meaning of adversity. Don't change the meaning of strength. Mm-hmm. Don't change the meaning of black or white or any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Play by the rules. Mm-hmm. Play within the rules. Bend the rules. Bend them till they almost fucking break and get ahead. Mm-hmm. But don't break the fucking rules. It's that simple. Simple. Not easy. Simple. So are we ending this podcast on a uh, PSA? <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs, kid. Pork chop sandwiches. Eat your vegetables. And I'm a computer. I'm a computer. <laughs> good night and good luck. Yeah. Yeah.